Well, good morning, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. How many more days until Christmas? What, five? Today? Eight? I think it was eight. Eight days until... I asked this last week. Does anybody still have presents yet to buy still? few? Presents left to wrap? How many people have Amazon boxes they just haven't wrapped up yet? Yeah, as a few of you, yeah, I, I might be in that category as well. Well, we're glad you're here today, and uh, just an opportunity to to share Christmas together, an opportunity to worship together and, and fellowship afterwards, and, and we'll give you more details about that. But really, it's just an opportunity to come together and be thankful for the good things that God has given us. 
I mean, the greatest gift he ever gave us was his son, Jesus Christ, who came, lived that life, died for our sins, and that in him we find hope. And, and really today for us, Christmas is just, this celebration really is an expression of that hope and that love and that joy that he has so freely given us. As a part of our tradition, uh, we, we also light candles of Advent. Advent comes from the Latin word meaning coming or uh, we're expecting. And, and so we've been lighting these candles every week and reading scriptures. And because we're a, a multicultural church, uh, we have people from really all over the world. Uh, I think every continent except for Antarctica. And so, uh, so we've, been, we've been just sharing scripture readings in just different languages. And because uh, we know that, you know, that we can worship God in any language. And so I'm going to invite Robert and Mariana to come and their family, uh, their children, Jacob and Patrick, oh, there you guys are. And they're going to be reading today in Spanish. Buenos dias. It's on, it's on. Buenos dias, Iglesia. Feliz Navidad. Bienvenidos a todos. Estamos aquí reunidos para celebrar la, el nacimiento de Jesucristo. Nosotros como cristianos tenemos, tenemos esa alegría de hacerlo. Entonces hoy vamos a leerles sobre el libro del profeta Isaías, capítulo 9, 2 y de 6 a 7. Pero no habrá tristeza para que ella estaba angustiada. En el primer tiempo despreciaba la tierra de Zabulón y la tierra de Naftali. Pero en el último tiempo ha glorificado el camino del mar, la tierra más allá del Jordán. La Galilea de las Naciones, los que caminaban en las tinieblas han visto una gran luz. Los que habitaban en una tierra de profundas tinieblas, sobre ellos ha brillado la luz. Porque para nosotros nace un niño, a nosotros se nos da un hijo y el gobierno estará sobre su hombro. Y su nombre será llamado Consejero, Maravilloso, Dios Poderoso, Padre Eterno, Príncipe de Paz. Del aumento de su gobierno y de la paz no habrá fin en el trono de David y sobre su reino, para establecerlo y defenderlo con justicia. Y justicia desde este tiempo y para siempre. El celo del Señor de los ejércitos hará esto. Ahora daremos lectura de un poema. ¿Qué había en esa estrella natal preeminente en el cielo nocturno? ¿Qué conmovió los corazones y la imaginación de esos magos del este? ¿Era el color, el brillo, el tiempo o una combinación de todo? ¿O era una voz todavía pequeña susurrando en la oscuridad del mundo? Esta es la señal que procederá al nacimiento del que cumple las palabras de los profetas. Esa voz todavía pequeña que todavía susurra a nuestra conciencia y alma. Y todavía conduce si lo hacemos, pero seguimos hasta la puerta del establo. A todos los que entran en su descanso, encontrarán paz en su interior. Gracias. Feliz, feliz Navidad. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for reading portions of Isaiah. And what a blessing, isn't it, to, to worship God.
to hear the scriptures read. If you've been joining us these past couple of weeks, you've heard several languages by now and, and more to come. But again, it's just an opportunity to, to worship and to pray. Our children are going to be coming out soon. We're going to be starting with them, and so they'll be coming out. Oh, I hear jingles. I hear jingles. I don't think it's reindeer. Can you give them a big hand? They're a little shy. Come on. Oh, Come on out, come on out, kiddos. Well, they've, they've, they've got some special things planned, scriptures and dancing. We, we've got a, a crying, adoring fan already. It was beautiful. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all one. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm going to get out of the way. And just while they're setting up, can we give them one more hand? You guys are going to rock. Bring the house down. Hello, um, I am reading this so, but you, Bethlehem, through you are small among the clans of Judah. Out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Micah 5, verse 2. Before the Lord himself, Today in the town where David the Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those on whom. His favorites looks to 10 to 14.
to all to all who did receive him to those who believed in his name he gave the right to become children of god children born not of natural but descent nor of human decision or a husband's will but born of the of god the word became flesh and made in his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who from the Father, full of grace and truth. John 1, 12 to 14. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. John three sixteen. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and a government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, Isaiah 9 to 6. Just walking out the microphone. So next we're gonna have the choirs sing, followed by the worship team, and I hope you enjoy it.
Um, could you please stand with us if you're able and just join us in worship?
Listen that one more time. Here I am to worship. Here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're altogether lovely, altogether Gospel of Luke. And, you know, we read the Christmas story. I mean, anyone here heard the Christmas story before? Anyone here heard it more than once? Okay. Anyone here heard it more than twice? Okay. Maybe we'll skip forward. Anyone here heard it more than 20 times? More than 50. Oh, any big number? How about more than 100? More than 100? Okay. Oh, one. We got one. Are you, how old are you? Five? Okay, that's more than a thousand. Oh, a few of you. But you know, there, there's a, a part in, in, we call it a story, but really it's a historical narrative. And in the Gospel of Luke, I was reading this past week how three wise men came from afar and they gave gifts of gold, myrrh, and frankincense. And then it, something really strange. You know, and again, we read it so many times. And so it's become old hat, second nature, that, that we, we read past these things. But it says in the Gospels that then they worshipped him. Just this little baby. Probably a child by then, but they, they, they worshipped him. Well, what is, you know, we, we read it. And it's become so normal to us, but they, they recognized that this was no mere child. You would probably have me instituted if I worshipped any one of these cute kids that were up here. Because it's not normal. But there was this recognition that there's more to this child than meets the eye. And then somewhere in the middle of all that, there was an, an awareness that there's something in me that's missing and what is in front of me is the hope of the world. And that's a hard admission to make. Maybe you're here today and you, know, you have materially everything you could need. You've got a roof, you've got the bills mostly paid, got the groceries paid up. And, and, and really, you don't have any material need, perhaps. But these wise men who, who could afford very expensive gifts understood that there's something about this child that in my heart of hearts, in my soul, I desperately need. And even if you don't regularly come to church or you would say, well, I like Christmas. I don't know if I believe it. I like it. But our hope and prayer is that that you would allow God 
to journey with you to a place where you recognize that you were created for more than just the stuff. I love the stuff. I, get, I hope I got lots of stuff under that tree. I don't think I'm going to get anything. It's everybody else's name but mine. I got to buy my own gifts. <laughs> Anybody here in that same boat? <laughs> hey, the stuff's not bad. It's a blessing from the Lord. But the stuff is never going to fill your soul. And these wise men recognized that there's more to life than just being wise and stuff. Father, we pray that as we continue in our, our service, our, our Christmas festivities and fun, we just pray, oh God, in Jesus' name, that while we, we, we worship you through song and dance and, and reading your word and, and with the lights and all the festivities, which we're so thankful that we can participate in, but Lord, we, we, we participate with a sobering awareness that the stuff will never satisfy my soul, that I was indeed created for something so much more, that your love might fill that void in my heart, not just for this life, but even the life to come. So Lord, I pray as we see drama and, and hear a little more of your word in a few moments, God, would you deeply, deeply encourage us and remind us that, that you love us with your everlasting light and love. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hey, before you're seated, why don't you say hi to somebody? The kids have made it all the way back in. Why don't you say Merry Christmas in your native tongue? All right, can you do that? Is that possible? So go, go ahead and try that out. Go ahead. Any, any, any uh, creative Merry Christmases? Can, can somebody yell it out? Can we, can we yell out a language? Can you say Merry Christmas in your native tongue? Wonder. Is that Tagalog? Oh, that's not bad, eh? That's not. All right. That's your language. But you didn't know it though. Little. You've been Canadianized, eh, buddy? Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. Anybody else? That's a, yeah, that's a good one. What was yours? Wonderful. Joy Noel, yeah, that, that, uh, that's right. Anybody over here? Oh, we'll, we'll get that one in a second. What was yours, Randy? I'm not going to try that, but that was fantastic. Bon Natale. That sounds Italian almost. Hey. That sounds very familiar. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Oh, what, one more? Beautiful. How about back there? Back there, any, any Merry Christmases in another, other tongues? We'll, we'll try to provide interpretation. Not even, oh, I see one. Oh, I like that one, my friend. I like that one. All right. Oh, we got one here. Oh, what language is that? Polish. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Oh, we got one more? Okay. 
Oh, and what? Yeah. What language is that, Karab? Pardon? Punjabi. Oh, wonderful. Sarah, what, let's hear it. Beautiful. And, that, and what language is that? Persian. Beautiful, beautiful. You know what? <laughs> Amen. I, did, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. Well, but isn't it great? I mean, I know, you know, the world sometimes seems like it's upside down, but we really do live in a blessed country, a country where different peoples and backgrounds can come together. And, you know, I, I was, I've shared this in various messages throughout, but, but you know, here in, in the church, we are united by something that goes beyond blood or nationality. It's the Holy Spirit that knits our hearts and souls together. And it doesn't matter where you've come from. It doesn't matter what you've done. God takes the tapestry of who you are and he weaves it into his kingdom for his purposes, for his name's sake. And so that's just something that we also celebrate. Well, before we uh, go on, hey guys, you're like, wait, are you waiting for me? Uh, just a couple of quick announcements. So if you're visiting with us, if you're watching online, by the way, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I know my parents are watching online. I've got family here, but I, got, but I know that many other parents and grandparents and great-grandparents and, and relatives from all over the world are watching your uh, little loved ones and others participate. So we just want to welcome you to Heartland of Church Connected. Whether you're online or in person, there's a welcome card. There's a button on the screen for you, and there's a welcome card. It's the chair in front of you. If you would do us the honor of filling that out, we would just love to say hello to you. And if you let us, we'd love to give you a gift. We'd love to give you a Tim's card. And I don't know if you noticed or not, but there was a Tim Hortons when you drove over here, right over there. In fact, we've got a, we've got a great partnership with them. They've actually helped us out with stuff and uh, things of that nature. And so, so we would love to just give you a gift. And so all you have to do is fill out that card and bring it back to our, kind of our welcome desk back there. And, and we would just love to bless you and just, just show you our appreciation. And so we've got, a, obviously today's a very special service, and so there is no preschool and nursery today or children's ministry because they're all here. Can I get all the kids waving their hands? Where are you? Oh, can we give them a hand? I tell you, I've been in a lot of churches, and, and maybe there's a special blessing here, but children cry the least at Heartland. <laughs> if you're watching online, you're visiting, you're like, I need to find a church where kids don't cry. This is it. This is it right here. They don't cry. No, they were, they were, no, Stephanie was saying one was crying. No, they were worshiping. <laughs> Making a, you know, if, the, if, if we were sad, they, they, the babies would cry out. So anyway, no, we love kids. And so absolutely love kids. Okay, anyway, a couple of quick announcements. Number one, after our service, we're having a Christmas marketplace that's going to be in the gym. And you're wondering, what's a Christmas marketplace? Well, we have a wide assortment of baked goods people have made and that we've bought. We have hot, hot apple cider, uh, backed by popular demand. We also have coffee in there as well. And so it's going to be a wonderful opportunity for us to gather, to connect, to fellowship after the service. That'll be directly in the gymnasium. So you're not going to want to miss it. We've decked it out. It's decorated with lights and trees. I think there's a Christmas minion blow-up doll and all the rest of it. So you're not going to want to miss that. So please, please, please stick around after the service. Tonight, 
First off, we want to say thank you for tonight. Tonight, we are going to be hosting a community dinner for some of our community partners, uh, in particular the Vita Center, and just kind of blessing families who may not have the opportunity to have the kind of Christmas that perhaps other families would. And so they're going to be here tonight in the gym, and our youth and young adults are going to be just serving them. And so, and, and Harlan, we just want you to know that we're able to do that because of your time, your talent, your treasure, your generosity, your prayers. And we're just going to be able to bless people with, uh, with again, just, you know, a kind of Christmas that otherwise they may not get to have. And so as a part of that, we've also been buying gifts. And so it's not too late to still participate in that, uh, $50, just so we can, you know, buy gifts for them and make sure that every family can bring something home. And so again, Harlan, you've already, you've already gone above and beyond in what you've done. And so there are some opportunities still to do that. Now, just to give you a quick synopsis of what's happening over the next couple of weeks, Christmas is coming, New Year's is coming, and did you know that next week, Christmas Eve is on a Sunday? Kind of, yeah, it's kind of an awkward schedule. People are saying, Pastor, what do we do? Do we have a morning service? And I just felt in my heart, we have to have a morning service. So next week, we're having a service in the morning at 10 a.m. called Simply Christmas. So it'll be kind of an unplugged service. There won't be the regularly scheduled children's programming. So it'll be a family service. We can come and worship the Lord uh, alongside of our families. And so uh, if you're in town or you're around, we invite you to join us. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful time of just a fellowship and worship. And it'll just be an hour. And People were asking me this, but this is a wholly unique service. It's not, we're not kind of repeating the morning and the evening. In the evening at 6 p.m., we're going to be having a traditional candlelight Christmas Eve service with a whole different message and all. I, I promise you it'll be a different worship team. I won't let you know who it is just yet, but we couldn't get any volunteers, so <laughs> not. <laughs> It's going to be a great time of worship and fellowship. And so a, a Christmas Eve candlelight service, you're not going to want to miss that. And again, uh, the following week, December 31st, is on a Sunday. We're going to be having a, uh, a prayer and anointing service to bring in the new year. And so we're going to have a special time where we just pray for families. We'll have a, a worship and, and service and, and the word. Uh, we also have a baby dedication as well. That'd be very, very, very sweet and and uh, wonderful, but it'll be a time of prayer as well for families, both uh, families of groups or individual families or even just a family of one. We just want to pray God's blessing over you into the new year. And so he's worshiping. Don't worry about it. Anyway, if you forgot anything I've said, you can go ahead and, and uh, check out our website at uh, www.achurchconnected.ca and you can get all that over there as well. I'm going to invite our ushers to come. We're going to take up our morning tithe and offering. And uh, church, I want to just thank you for your generosity. A couple of weeks ago, we shared a financial update. And so what we're, we, we were... We needed, I think about a month and a half ago, two months ago, we needed $188,000 to meet budget till the end of the year. And we've actually broken the $100,000 mark. We now only need, yeah, no, yeah, praise the Lord. I'll tell you the number in a second. We only need $95,000 to, to now get to zero to break, to make budget. And so we want to thank you for your generosity, your faithfulness and giving. But uh, why don't I pray before we take up our tithe and offering. Father, we just thank you for the opportunity to give, Lord, it's really not about the money, God. It's about the fact that we just trust you. We trust you, Lord. You are the creator 
of the heavens and the earth, and you're the creator of my life. And even if I don't understand what's happening in me and around me, I know, God, that my life rests in the palm of your hand. And so, Lord, we, we give, yes, out of faithfulness, but, God, we give as an act of worship, believing that you are still doing things that are good, that are exceedingly, abundantly greater than we could possibly imagine. And so, God, it's just simply a joy to worship and to give and to participate in the great things you're doing in this universe, on this planet. And, Lord, even in my life, God, we give believing that you are at work and that you will continue to do a mighty work. And so, Father, we pray, bless this offering, bless this tithe, and use it for the extension of your kingdom, God, as we're doing tonight, as we're doing right now, and in the weeks, months, and years to come, God, that may it be used to remind people that there is a God who loves them with an everlasting love and desires a relationship with them. So, Father, we pray blessing upon this offering, blessing upon all those who are here. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. So as the offering is passed around, the worship team is going to bless you. There are many ways to give. Maybe we could put it on the, on the screen for a second. You can give via text to give. You can visit our website as well. And like all this other fancy stuff, online banking and all that. And so anyway, may you be blessed as the worship team blesses you. And then in a few moments, our drama team is going to come and just bless you with that as well. Amen.
Amen. Amen. Well, as our team prepares to get ready, I just wanted to share a quick thought with you. We've been in a series in a part of the Bible we call the Gospel of John, focusing in just on the first five verses, which read like this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. You may have picked up on it, but we, we've been singing and talking about the theme of light this Christmas season. Because light conveys a sense of hope. It conveys a sense that, that no matter how dark it may seem, that there is a light that still shines. That even in the deepest darkness, God's hope is a very real thing. It's not this imaginary figment of your imagination that you really can't hold on to the hope of Christ. And it almost seems silly because why would someone so grand care about someone so small? I've been many a times I've stared up at the night sky, not so much in the city. Anyone ever seen a, like a real starry night without a single street light for miles, one or two? Anybody grow up in an environment like that? Yeah, no street lights. You know, you just look up and you can't help but wonder, why would the one who made all that care so much about me? The one who owes me nothing. He doesn't owe me an explanation for how the universe was made. I know we like to talk about that a lot. How did we get here? How was the universe made? How, how old really is the earth? Is it millions or billions of years? What about all that starlight traveling to us from distant galaxies? How did all that happen? And certainly, I think it is and should be the subject of scientific debate and exploration and just curiosity. We serve a God so grand, He owes us no explanation whatsoever. And I'm humbled, but more so perplexed. Why would someone so grand care about someone so small? Why would the source of light, the one who is light, care about me? And that's what we've sung about. That's what we've read about. And really, in many ways, that's what, what our volunteers are preparing to, to display to you, just through dance and actions, that, that he, he cares because he loves you. He cares because he loves you. You know that old saying, I don't love kids, I only love my own kids? You know, you, you ever meet those people? Well, I don't, I don't like other kids, I just like my kids. Yeah, a few of you. Only my kids are cute. Only my grandkids are cute. Only my kids and my grandkids are fun to play with. Only my kids and my grandkids are fun to buy things for and to dream about their future. You're God's child. He actually cares about you individually, about your life, about your future, not just your future on this rock, but your afterlife. He cares. That's why we have Christmas. 
He cares. That's why we sing, we rejoice, we read, we sing, we dance. He cares. And, and more than anything, as the team prepares to come, we just want you to know that God cares for you. And I pray that you would see that in his mighty name. Amen. Would you give them a hand as they come?
Praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Joy to the world.
Wow, that was fantastic. Give them another hand. That was fantastic. Wow. Yeah, really. I remember I, I saw that. I thought, wow, that was with the hands and the, the cards and the, the black light and the, wow. But, you know, all that creativity is just an expression of thankfulness for what God has done for what he's given us, this incredible gift. But I, you know, I remember when I, <clears throat> when I was first thinking about kind of Christmas. You ever, ever, anyone remember that? Like when you first started thinking about like what Christmas really means? And I remember wondering like why? Like why do we even have Christmas? Why, why did God send his son? And, and depending on where you're from or your background or your level of cynicism, <laughs> there's a lot of different answers. Some people think, you know, Jesus came to start a political movement. And, and sometimes even when you watch TV and the news, it, it might be very easy to come to the inaccurate conclusion that Jesus came to set up a particular political party or something of that nature. But when you read a little bit more thoroughly in the Gospels, you realize that it was the government that really didn't like Jesus. That that the established political parties had a real problem with Jesus calling himself the light. And you think maybe, well, maybe he, he came to make bad people good, that the world's just filled with bad, bad people, and we just got to make them good again somehow. But when you read the scriptures, it was never really about making bad people good or even making good people better. Lord Jesus came to make dead people, people who were spiritually dead on the inside, alive again. That in his life, in his love, and in his light, you might find new life, not just here on earth, but in the life to come after you die. That's why we have Christmas. God cares about your life, and He cares about your afterlife. He cared enough that He sent His Son into the world to be the light, that all who believe in Him would not perish but have eternal life. And, you know, when you read on in the Gospel of John, 
John said this, to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. There's a place for you to belong, a place where you can be all that God has called you to be in his light and love. Um, but actually, I, I don't know where our uh, drama team is. Can they come back out? I thought, you know, as we kind of close with a closing song, I thought it would be great for them to join us. So, Pastor Mark, if you're back there, why don't you come all back out? Our choir's coming back as well. We're going to sing a song called The Light of the World. We, we, you've heard it before. We've sung it here a couple of times. But I thought that it, it would be just a wonderful way to end our service this morning singing about the light. And as we sing these songs externally with our words, I pray that it would encourage you internally. That this light is not just something we put on a tree. It's not something we think about from an abstract perspective. That there is hope for you. There is joy for you. There is life for you. There is love for you. There is mercy and grace and kindness for you. And sometimes it helps to sing together to remind each other that God didn't just send his son into the world to save the world, but he, he sent his son to save me because he cares about me. And so why don't we stand together? Can you do that? Stretch it out. Amen. And let's worship together before we go. Light of the world. Across the earth, send the shadow.
want to read this one more time and share with you just one encouraging thought before you go. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And here's the part that's interesting and perhaps confusing if you misunderstand it. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. I remember reading that, thinking there's cosmic battles happening everywhere. There's like a spiritual version of the Avengers happening up there somewhere. But when, when you dig a little deeper into the text, what the Apostle John meant wasn't so much the darkness out there. What he was really speaking to was the darkness in here. The darkness in the human heart and specifically in my own heart. And so in light of that darkness, in light of that sadness, in light of that sorrow, in light of that hopelessness, in light of that despair, in light of that sin, God's word says the light shines in that darkness. And that darkness, that despair, that hopelessness, that sin, that fear cannot overcome the light that God wants to shine in you. Because the truth is, most of the demons you fight aren't going to be out there. They're going to be in here. The great challenges you face won't be your next door neighbor. It'll be your own head in your heart. And so as we go from this place, know that his light doesn't just shine on a tree or in a beautiful church service, but it's here for you from within. No despair that you're facing can overcome his hope. No hate that you feel for yourself can overcome his love. No guilt that you're riddled with cannot be forgiven by his blood. His light shines. And so receive it. Because to all who did receive and believe, he gave the right to be called children of God. Father, we, as we come to a close as we prepare for our Christmas marketplace and to share in treats and cookies and Christmas desserts. God, we, we sing, we fellowship, we laugh, we visit with the awareness, God, that you love us with your everlasting love. That while we're thankful for the things of Christmas, the trees and the lights, we know, God, that you sent your son, that he might be a light for me that I might see that there's hope for me, there's hope for my life, there's hope for my future, there's hope for all that is around me and in me because of your light that shines within me. So Lord, we love you and we give you praise. We, we say Merry Christmas to you, Lord. And we thank you for sending us your son as a baby in a manger wrapped in swaddling cloths. We thank you for the historical narrative that we have, and we thank you, God, that we can read it with a sense of hope that the same God who shone brightly then is still shining today and will continue to shine and lead me home. In Jesus' name. And everyone said? Amen. 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 On three... 
on three. I'll say one, two, three, and then you shout. Can we all shout Merry Christmas? Are you ready? One, two, three. Merry Christmas! Oh, can we do it one more time even louder? One, two, three. Merry Christmas! Wonderful, wonderful. Hey, before you go visit with us, again, if you just go out these back doors, uh, one, there's a photo booth. We'd love to take a picture of your family so you have some memories. If you just follow the hallway all the way down, on the very uh, right is our gymnasium. You can't miss it. It's all lit up. We've got Christmas treats. It's going to be a wonderful opportunity to visit. So do not, do not miss that. And if you're able to, join us next week, Christmas Eve, Sunday morning, and Christmas Eve, candlelight service. The Lord bless you, and have a wonderful day.
Sing.